Good evening and welcome to the Randall Fisher Show. I am your host, Randall Fisher. And I am your co-host, Patrice Fisher. Tonight we have an exciting show on tonight. Tonight we have some Generation X's and Millennials, yes. and we're just going to try to pull things together and see uh, what the differences are. The reason I prompt me to do this show on tonight, I thought about the uh, murder at the Popeyes, and I was kind of wondering how that could have happened. I know it was a line of people in the Popeyes, and how, and what ages were there, and did the people just watch the people get into a fight or get into an argument, or did anybody try to stop the fight? And I know we hear a lot of times that the older people say they don't want to talk to the young people mm -hmm. for, for whatever reason there is. And tonight I thought we would just talk about it and see yeah. if we can kind of pull things together. And tonight I am happy and I am excited because I have Minister Tristan Norris here, and I have his wife, Sierra Noakes Norris here tonight, and we're going to talk to them. They are millennials, and we're going to start out by letting them introduce themselves in the way they want to. All right. <laughs> All right. Good evening, folks. Hey. Hey. I guess I'll go first. My name is Sierra Noakes Norris. Uh -huh. um, I've been married for about two years. Right. We're in our third year now. All right. Um, All right. I go to Healing Hearts Worship Center with my pastor's pastor, Sharita Smith. Um, I think that that's pretty much all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minister Tristan? Yeah, um, I am uh, Minister Tristan Morris. Um, like my wife said, we've been married for about two years, uh, going on three and many, many more to come. Yes. Um, all right. Also attend Healing Hearts Worship Center under the leadership of our senior pastor, Pastor Sharita Smith. So I'm glad to be here. All right, thank you for being here. I'm going to start right. with you, Tristan. Okay. How does it feel being married at a young age, at such a young age? How does it feel? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's cool. Like, uh, I think one of the things that people, you know, have confused that they think when you marry young as if once you're married, like, life is over. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. they think, like, the freedom okay. of life is over, where to me it's the opposite. Actually, life can really begin. It just depends on who you're sharing life with. I think for those that feel like life is over or what have you, they're more so looking at it as they probably picked the wrong person or they got married for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, but you can live life to the fullest, you know, whether you're, you know, being married and being young. And I actually think it's more beneficial in a way because it gives us an opportunity to evolve and grow. Sometimes, okay. you know, for um, older people, they if you're you've lived so long a certain way yeah. and you're kind of stuck in that place That's where her true. and I, we get to learn from each other and grow and create our own, our own reality and our own life that it's just not based on what seems to be the norm or what have you. So in saying that, does, does the older people stop growing? <laughs> I mean, what do we, we just get settled? Well, I mean, I, I would hope, I would hope old people don't stop growing. You know, I mean, we're all about we're all about evolution, but uh -huh. what, but I feel like we're more susceptible to adjust because we're still young, because we're still impressionable enough, even though we're young adults. Um, I look at it as people that are older. It's not that you're not willing to learn or grow, but there's just certain fundamental values that you just got set in yourself, and you just won't bend. Where mm -hmm. her and I have to bend to each other every day and it's a it's a give and take and that's i think true. that's the part that a lot of young married couples don't understand which is why they split up so quickly is because they don't mm. realize that it's it's a give and take process that's good well I, I think even with the older people it's a give and take process i just think they because they've been together for such a long time mm -hmm. they kind of know each other a little better so you don't it don't feel it don't look like they may be giving or taking it's like they just settled but they're mm -hmm. really giving and taking it's all that my wife would tell you it's all day. It's an all day process that right. you have to do some. So, Sierra, 
Tell me, how does it feel being a young woman married at this age? Well, I was never one of the people that uh, wanted to be married growing up. Okay. Um, there just wasn't, I wasn't the Cinderella, oh, someone's going to find me and okay. they're going to be whisked off. So <laughs> marriage was really not something that was in the forefront of my mind. I've always been kind of like career driven. Okay. And so for me, when I got married, I knew, I just knew that it had a reason. And as long as I knew it was purposeful, I wasn't um, swayed any other way. But I like being married young. I feel like you have more time to spend. You have more opportunity to experience life, um, to travel and stuff like that as to being seasoned, you might be a little limited. Oh, is that right? I mean, <laughs> we're going to talk about that tonight. So young people, if you're out there listening and uh, baby boomers and Z people, give us a call at 240-719-2560. Call in and let us know what's on your mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I was just thinking, one of the questions uh, that I had, I wanted to ask um, that you spoke on earlier uh, this morning in a different setting, but similar setting, you were talking about um, how the millennials tend to, I don't want to say be a little impatient, but they want things done immediately. Mm. Certain things, maybe certain things on the agenda, um, things that they'd like to accomplish, that they want it done quickly. Mm. Can you expound, expound a little bit on that and perhaps why that mindset is there a little versus with Generation X or Baby Boomers, the way we think? Well, I think um, they're there are a lot of different variables as far as for millennials that we are exposed to mm-hmm. that you guys weren't exposed to. It was kind okay. of more so introduced in, in your time period where um, as far as like careers and things like that, there were, it just seems like in my, in my perspective, talking mm-hmm. to different people, there were step-by-step um, moments and places in life that you had to reach in order to get to the next step. Okay. Whereas for us, there are a multitude of streams to mm-hmm. get uh, success in a sense. Right. Uh, you know, you have some people that create their own businesses from they're 21. They're making six figures by 23, That's 25. True. Right. That's good. Um, you have some. You have some people that are said, "Oh, well, they went to school for X amount of years and then they got into their career." Mm-hmm. Um, and now, the fact that we see so many people are na- are navigating to different genres and different places in life there's a limit it shouldn't be but there seems to be like a limit on when are we supposed to achieve what we count as success in society okay so it's like if you're not x y and z by age 30 now we're behind so we need everything to come right now because society has put in our head that there's a timeline that you're supposed to hit there's certain milestones that are supposed to take place where you're 21 25 30 35, 40, there are certain milestones you need to be at at those particular ages. Whereas for you guys, you were just allowed to grow and develop as it came. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. That, that, that's, that's interesting that you say that because I know, like, my nephews, they went to school and got out, and, and my um, brother told my uh, nephew, he said, man, you're making more money, and I've been working 20-something years, and you're almost making the same amount mm-hmm. of money. I, and he did four years in school, and he came out. Right. You know, had an internship and, you know, made great money. What do you think, um, Sierra, what do you think the most negative comments that you hear about millennials? Mm-hmm. Um, one would be that we want quick fixes okay. to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that we don't, for relationship purposes, we don't know what love is or we don't know what we want or what okay. we really need. Okay. Um, 
a good. bunch of stuff I would say that people say um, that we're not consistent. Mm, right. Okay. Um, you think you know everything? I've heard people say that. I would say, say that. that we think, it would be between us and the baby boomers that I've mm -hmm. heard that we are, okay. um, I guess in a way, unteachable. Mm. Right. I, you know, I, I don't know if you're, I don't know if I would say unteachable. I think because you're so quick, and I think as far as like a baby, when it takes me a few minutes to kind of gather <laughs> my thoughts and decide what, I, you know, what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to hear, right. when you guys spit it out so fast <laughs> that sometimes we feel like you're not even, you know, you're like just talking over us, like you're not even paying attention to what we're saying. Right. But we have to come to the realization that you, you're much quicker. You, you have the answer much. You don't take you that much um, meditating time That's to good. process what, what's being said to you. Mm -hmm. For us, we got to kind of, okay, um, what did they say? You know what I mean? And it's like we need more explanation. Right. And I yeah. think because we need more explanation, it sometimes turns into a confrontation because mm. we're, we're, instead of we're not saying what's really going on, we're just saying, oh, why are they talking so fast? Or why are they saying like they're getting smart? Or why are they saying like they're not paying no attention? When what we're really saying is we need a little, just a little bit, you know, a little bit more time to understand what you're saying. You guys get it and you move on and, and that's it. <laughs> Right. So I think that that's one of the things. But I, what I what I wanted to pull together is because it's Thanksgiving season, you guys, yeah. and we have a lot of families out there who are who are stuck because of whatever the reasons may be. And this year, we want families to come together. My yes. family, all of our families, we want to come together. And we don't want the generations to be a reason why the families are not coming together. Yes, so tonight, good. if you want to talk about that, give us a call at 240-719-2560. And we're just going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to dig in a little bit more. Okay.
Welcome back. We're yes. back from our quick break. And if, once again, give us a call at 240-719-2560. All right. So I have a question. All right. Regarding millennials versus the baby boomers and Generation X, which is my age group. What age is that, by the way? Uh, 45 to, I believe it's 54. Okay. I'm in that range. Oh, you're mm -hmm. in that range. All right. <laughs> <laughs> enjoying the process, enjoying the, the journey. Uh, okay. I was thinking about um, our discussion earlier and how we have to learn how to bridge the gap between the millennials and the, the uh, baby boomers. When it comes to your work environment, I notice in our work environments that uh, if there is, when there's an age difference, Say, for instance, the millennials, maybe there's a new employee. That person is a millennial. They come in sharper, more experienced, more fresh ideas. Sometimes the baby boomers can be a little offended, which they should not be. Right. But I think it's important to learn how to work together and not be intimidated by uh, a new fresh move, right. so to speak. Can you elaborate on that? So I work in a techno in technology field. Okay. Um, so for us... For me, as a millennial, that's our that's our haven. That's you know mm -hmm. that's where we know because that's mm -hmm. the age that we live in is in technology. Mm -hmm. One of the issues that we have is that we'll we'll go. I'll go up to someone that's a baby boomer or even a Generation X person, mm -hmm. and they would show me a particular skill mm -hmm. to get to this result. So mm -hmm. they'll show me point A to get to point B. Okay. And the way they showed it to me, I might find a quicker way yes I'm still gonna get the same result but it's just quicker instead of embracing it it take offense to it and saying that we're being lazy that's one thing I really really kind of irks me is when I hear mm -hmm. oh, millennials are lazy it's not it's okay. not that we're that's lazy okay. it's just that we we developed the think smarter not harder mentality so I'm not going to do something that's gonna be more taxing to me if I can find a more efficient way to get it done Okay. And I'm still going to end up with the same result. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the things that I um, that me and my father talk about, I laugh all the time. Okay. Uh, during the fall season, when the leaves fall on the ground, okay. okay. You know, he looks at me. He's like, "Well, you're my rake, <laughs> basically. Okay. Take the rake and you rake the you rake the leaves. Okay. You put them in the bag and keep going." In my mind, I'm like, "Man, Dad, we can get a leaf blower and we can kill this in half the time. That's good. Mm -hmm. And we're not dog tired." But see, okay. he looks at it as hard labor but I'm saying why don't we be efficient about this there's so much more that could get done mm. if we find these different ways to maximize our time okay. so that's what that's we're looking good. at now Millennials are always moving we're always moving social okay. media puts us in that position where we're constantly moving mm -hmm. internet puts us in that position where we're constantly moving and and the thing is what I wish Generation X and baby boomers understand is that Millennials just like the silent generation before the baby boomers, mm -hmm. okay. millennials are such a factor in this life cycle because we're literally the bridge between how I, well, I'll break it down in layman's terms. We're the bridge between the dial-up and Wi-Fi. Wow. There's a, we That's are good. the, we are the bridge for it because we um, can remember trying to get on the internet. AOL. Right. <laughs> and then mom is like, get off the phone, I'm trying to, I'm, get off the internet, I'm trying to use the phone because of that dialogue. Right. But now we're in the age of Wi-Fi and we have all these wireless okay. signals, everything is much quicker. I can notice by a second if my phone is moving slower. Wow. Just by a second. Wow. I'm like, oh, something's wrong, Wi-Fi's slow, something's happening. But that's how we think. So wow. we put that in every aspect of life. 
why would I make myself work so hard when I know mm. there's a more, I'm not going to say smarter way, because I'm not going to say previous generations' ways were stupid, but a more efficient way that I can maximize my time and probably do something else mm -hmm. with it. I think, you know, listen to you, Tristan, I think that, um, speaking for our baby boomers, I think sometimes we feel like um, you're just not listening to us. Mm. Right. It's like, we, you know, we're obsolete. And I think sometimes that's how we walk away feeling like we're obsolete. Like you're really not, you know, we're saying, yeah, we've done it for 10 years this way. Right. Here you come today and you're like, nope, <laughs> let's do it this way. Right. And we're saying, well, hold up, hold up for a minute. Let us help you. We understand you're quicker, but let us help you mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when you shrug us off a little bit, mm -hmm. we feel that's when people start saying that they're being disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's just um, finding a common ground. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think sometimes the millennials get offended because you guys are so swift and so fast and you're thinking, well, they know everything. You know, I hear that about the baby boomers, you know, my age, my age, <laughs> um, you know, so I don't want. Yeah, my age. So I hear I hear that, that, you know, the uh, baby boomers, they think they know everything. Right. So why do you think that is, uh, Minister Sierra? That's good. I just want to be Sierra tonight. Sierra, okay. Go ahead. All right, Sierra, you can be Sierra. Um, I would say that Generation X and the Baby Boomers think that they know everything. You know? Um, I wouldn't yeah. say all of them, but they feel like because we've endured certain struggles or certain things that right. we have the answer to the question, we're like, well, you know, we can, we like to figure stuff out. We are hands-on, we are hands-on generation. Yes. So. You can tell us a thousand times of how to get from point A to point B, but we would prefer to maneuver ourselves. Mm. So I think what turns us kind of, I guess, would say off mm -hmm. would be the fact of, well, I told you how to get there because I did it 20 years ago and it worked uh, for me. That's good. So now in this new decade, in this okay. new era, we've stuff is different. Stuff okay. has evolved. Yeah. Um, so certain ways that were maybe used back then are not as efficient as you would say That's today. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And so, so we're hearing what they're saying tonight. <laughs> yeah. So Excellent. if you want to chime in on this, give us a call at 240-719-2560. What I like is um, what you said. It was a great statement. And I, what I hear is that sometimes we can be afraid. Baby boomers, Generation <laughs> X, we're afraid of change sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we're old-fashioned. I'm a little old-fashioned. So when a young person on my job does it quicker and it's more efficient, I have to have, uh, I have to understand okay. that things have changed, times have changed. Um, like you said, electronics and different things of that sort of uh, doing, you know, doing things a better way. I have to be still and learn, be willing to learn what you can do possibly quicker and better than me. Right, right. Okay. And, and, and even, and it's not even just in, a, in careers, but just in life in general. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, another another stigma that's out there is in regards to education. Okay. Most for baby boomers and Generation X said you go to school, go to school four or five years. Yes. You come out and you're getting you're supposed to get a job just like that <laughs> as soon as you come out. That's good. Mm -hmm. And and that's how it was taught. It was like it's just smooth sailing. That's true. It's not like that today. Speak on that. It's not. And and what a thing that's that's kind of damaging to some millennials. Um, we almost have to be rebellious against some of the the talking that we get because wow. we have to look at what's in front of us in our society. Okay. You can give us all the nuggets in the world, okay. 
but some of them just it's just not going to fit with us it doesn't make it any less wrong or anything but it just doesn't work for us like mm -hmm. um there's a lot of peers of mine that got master's degrees okay they're still working in retail mm -hmm. yeah but what they were taught yeah. was you go to school yes you get a job yes okay. Well, now we go to job, it's like, well, you don't have the experience. Well, but I went to school. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because wow. we are a results-driven a results -driven society. We're all about results. Yes. I don't care that you can read a book to me. Mm. Wow. I don't care that you can regurgitate information. Can you operate uh -huh. and can you give me the results I need? Wow. Mm -hmm. So now we have to think differently. Okay. So what's going to get me the result to be successful the way that my parents of the baby boomers or my parents of Generation X sees as success because it might not be their way. That's good. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be successful. It just doesn't mean it's their way of thinking. And it's, it's not wrong because you can't help that you were born in that era. Mm -hmm. You can't help that it didn't, that that oh. worked for you. But give us the chance to show us that this way is working for us, just like the generation after a Generation Z mm -hmm. is going to say their way works for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the thing with millennials is that we are trying to be more conscious of that. I think that part I commend on it is that we're trying to be a little more conscious. So when we see these young kids come up, when they have an idea, we're trying to listen to it instead of telling them, put them in a box. We're just trying to listen to see if it's going to get the result. If it's going to get the result, then go for it. Okay. I, I like I like what you're this saying because it's it what it says is that really we should be listening to each other. Yes. yes. We have That's to find a way that we listen to each other without it being oh we have a caller calling in. Go ahead, caller, you're on the line. <clears throat> okay, he may uh, they may have to turn down your they volume. Hung they hung up. That's okay. okay. Make sure you yeah. call back. I do Just have call. something to um, piggyback on it, though. Okay. Go ahead. I think that, especially with education, mm -hmm. like we, like you said, we were always taught that you go four to five years to school. Right. Um, but the reality of it is, college is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's right. true. Mm -hmm. And for me, my thing was, let me find what I like to do. <coughs> That's good. And because they have these trades now where you can pick up exactly. trades, and instead of going for four years, you can go for maybe a year and a half mm -hmm. and learn the same amount of stuff um, that you will learn in them four years. The only difference is the level of degree. But what people fail to realize is with trade schools, you get the experience. Mm -hmm. So okay. what, that's what most careers are looking for is experience. Right. Mm -hmm. You can have a great, you can have a, a lot of uh, master degrees or what have you, but until you have experience, that's where you meet the dollar signs. And I think for me, I just look at um, going to college as do I really want to be $40,000 in debt? And mm. so when I actually do get to make good money, Uncle Sam is slicing half of my check because of Owen, Sally Mae, okay. or right. stuff like that. As to where with um, trade schools, it's probably under $20,000. Okay. Right. Well, all those things make a difference. I understand all those things make a difference mm -hmm. about far as having loans and mm -hmm. a lot of people don't. And a lot of people, their, their attention span is not for school. You know, right. they, they, yeah. they want something quicker. And actually, you can make good money in a technical school. That's so true. what you're saying is exactly true. true. But I think if I could just take it down a little bit, I believe there may be some jealousy sometimes mm. for us. We've been working on the job for so long. Here yes. come this young whippersnapper, as we say. Yeah. And they got all the answers. <laughs> we can't tell them anything. They don't want to hear anything that we have to say. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably one of those things that, that, that we deal with going back and forth that we feel in a little, you know, we feel in something that's really not your fault. Right. It's yes. just that we have not 
caught up with the way the world is moving. That's good. Right. So we're thinking that um, I can go ahead and, 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 and write it down, and you're thinking I can do this. Right. right. Right? Like me, sometimes I still have to write stuff down when my wife, she's the Generation X, she can get in and just go to the phone. I'd be like, baby, what are you doing? And she's like, baby, I'm looking it up right here. And I'm thinking, well, i got to write it down first. Right. So I think sometimes it may be a little... You know, like she said, jealousy and intimidation. But I don't think we mean each other any harm. That's good. Mm -hmm. I just think that we're just trying to find a way to, 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 to operate better. Even in mm -hmm. our churches. In our churches, you know, you see the young people, they're quicker. They're faster. They're moving. They're ready to get out of there. They don't want to stay there and tarry all day long. You know, you know, we, we want to sit in church for a few hours and right, chill right. out. Y'all may talk maybe for an hour or 30 minutes. Y'all ready to go. That's it. Right. I don't want to talk. You, you notice that... Um, Sierra, Minister Sierra, hurry up and tell me, I want to just be Sierra tonight. And I'm just being respectful, calling her Sierra. Right. See, but I didn't, you, 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 you understand what I'm saying? But there's no offense there. Right. All she's basically saying, I just want to relax, just call me Sierra, it's cool. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think Absolutely. we have to get to the point where we're not so offended by what we're saying to each other. If you have anybody that's been offended by any young folk or any baby boomer, if you will, even the silent generation, those are the ones that are in their 70s. Give us a call at 240-719-2560 so we can continue this conversation. That's mother and daughter, you I guys. Do, um, I do think outside of jealousy, I think that sometimes it could be that you think that we can replace you guys, that's mm. good. especially uh, whether that's it be good. work or church. Okay. Um, that's good. It's like, oh, well, they're younger, so they're stronger. Yeah. They can do this. So maybe I'm going to just, they're going to sit me down from this ministry or mm. I might not be over it, or I might mm. not be able to preach as much because now mm. they have young preachers or even okay. in a workplace. Um, I work with everyone on my job is probably 45 and up. Okay. And like you said, they're a little slow moving. So like my boss can ask me something and I can get it done probably in seven minutes okay. as to where if he asks um, my counterpart, then it'll probably take them the entire day. And I just try to make sure that it's a it's an open communication. Okay. So you don't feel like I'm not trying to steal your job. Right. I'm not trying to take no food from your table. Mm -hmm. If we work together, we can all win. Right. That's key. And, that, and that is, is, that's interesting what you say because I think a lot of times that happens on the job. When you come on the job and you think, oh, they're going to take my job. You know, the first thing, as soon as you get a compliment or as soon as you mm -hmm. do something faster, we start thinking, so it starts becoming negative. Now we want to start finding some things that we, that we don't like, that we want to say about mm -hmm. you and do things like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's um, what I'm seeing as far as the younger folk a gener a generation is that people are talking about their hair. We had somebody that was talking to us earlier about their hair, why their hair is this way, and why they wear their pants down. Well, in my generation, we wore bell-bottom jeans. We had cornrows, you know, and then we got a little later, we had the S-curl, Jerry curl, and all of that. So we have to respect the, each other's time. Nice. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You know, okay. I think that's okay. where we're having a problem. That we're not respecting each other's time. Now, I don't like rudeness. Of course. Now, I don't, I don't give an uh, excuse for that. Right. I think we all can have some respect for each other, mutual respect for each other. That's one of the things that I don't, I don't like. But still, you got to understand how people were brought up. Mm -hmm. Some people were brought up with, like we were brought up with saying thank you and please and yes, sir. And some of y'all, even though you heard it, but that wasn't the driving point there. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So therefore, we hear a young person just say, oh, okay, we don't have to think of that. Oh, they're being disrespectful. Right. Or they wasn't raised right. You can't say that. So I think a lot of times um, we, we um, uh, uh, put things on people that are really not there. You know, mm -hmm. and, I, and I just think that we have to learn that. Maybe, let's start thinking first. 
thinking first before before we respond. I think it would be better. But still, there has to be some things that are said from time to time. Sometimes you have to say stuff to us. Sometimes we have to say something to you. Sometimes we have to say, no, don't smoke the weed right out front, right in front of the church. Or don't smoke right in front of the store. You know, don't blow your cigarette smoke right in your face. See, those are the things that you have to talk about. Right. You know, it's unfortunate, but you have to. And I think sometimes people, because they're just trying to survive, you, you know, so like I said, when I on the onset of the show, I was thinking about the, the Popeye situation. And I'm just thinking how you have a line of people, right? You have two young men, one who, one who passed away and one who's probably going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Mm -hmm. And you, I'm wondering, what happened? Did anybody say anything? Did anybody say, come on, guys. You know what I mean? You don't have, y'all don't have to do this. Did anybody go outside with them and say, "Come on, y'all don't have to fight. I'll give you a chicken sandwich." You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or did people just stand around and say, "Oh, this is it. This is what's going on." Oh, well, the gener mm -hmm. the, the, my generation uh, and older were there because I know some of us were there. Were they afraid to say anything? Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you see, and in that in that aspect, I think it's more so we're not really. We're not being heard. Okay. I'm gonna put it in a general aspect. Okay. I can't. Okay. I can't really speak on that particular instance because okay. I don't know. I wasn't okay. there. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. But just in a matter of the reasoning. So, so the situation was somebody got somebody cut in line. Exactly. That was the situation with that. Mm -hmm. In in a general aspect, we feel at times that we're just not heard. Okay. And when you look at, like I said, we're in the social media age. When we look at social media, everything is. All millennials are this. All millennials are that. Okay. All millennials don't do this. All okay. here go millennial doing this again. And it's like, well, wait, wait, wait. If you just hear us out, mm -hmm. then you can understand where we're coming from. Again, we are bridging the gap between Generation X and what Generation Z is developing. So right. seeing the things that we see, even um, even the situation with the with the with that with the okay. Popeye situation, you saw how many people had their phones recording. Mm -hmm. That's right? true. We've gotten to a place where we're so desensitized mm -hmm. by everything. We see fights every day. I mean, all, all kinds of craziness that for you guys will make you cringeworthy where for us, we look at it and we're like, oh man, that's unfortunate and just keep scrolling. Mm -hmm. It are just wow. we're desensitized by that. Wow. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different factors that play into our way of thinking that have us the way we are, that have us defensive, have mm. us being in survival mode wow. constantly wow. because there's so many things that's coming at us at a rate that it wasn't like that. I can remember seeing things on TV when I was younger and my parents were able to flip a switch on a box and I wouldn't see those things. That's true. I can keep my innocence. Now, wow. there's so much access. Okay. Yes. There's so much access. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm more fearful for Generation Z because they you put a cell phone in their hand, a smartphone at like eight, Look at all the things that they can get into at that point. So you know, it's funny you say that. My 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 nephew who was seven at the time, and I went over his house, and he was had a, had about five remotes and two TVs going on. He was like, Uncle Randall, play this game with me. And I'm telling you, probably about three minutes into the game, I was like, I can't do it. I was like, Can we do something else? Can we just watch TV? Because I couldn't. And he was flicking all the things, and I was like, Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I wasn't able to keep up with them. Right. So I had to, I had to let it go. But let me ask you a question. You had something you wanted to say, Sierra? I think we are desensitized because of the judgment of our expression. Mm. We're mm. not um, okay. really wow. able to express ourselves. For instance, okay. I cut my hair off on the side. 
my grandparents almost lost it okay. when I cut my hair. Mm -hmm. And they went biblical on why you shouldn't cut your hair. Okay. Even with millennials and tattoos. That's good. Okay. That's it's good. just like if you have a tattoo, you won't get a job. I know a lot of people who have very great jobs that have tattoos. That's yep. true. Now, I don't believe you should get a tattoo that has no meaning. But if that's someone's way of expressing themselves, I don't think that it should be judged. I think that the judgment um, and how we express ourselves, um, because people have judged us in the way we express ourselves, my bad. Um, that's why we've kind of desensitized or kind of been anti or what have you, because it's just like, well, if I express myself or really show myself, then they're going to put mm. labels on me or they're going to talk negatively about me. So the best way to be is to just kind of cut off those emotions. Right. So I was thinking, too, does that mean or does that stem from sometimes parents or either baby boomers mm. or Generation X, we can put too much pressure on the so. millennials. We put too so. much pressure. And that can cause problems because then the millennials sometimes feel like they're not able to share what's really going on because of the pressure that they're receiving around them. Yeah. Sometimes parents, we as parents, we put too much pressure on our children. This is educational for parents as well as mm -hmm. um, yes. children or young adults or adults. We put too much pressure on our children Absolutely. because we think that you're supposed to think and respond the way Mm -hmm. We respond, mm -hmm. and that's not the case. T tonight we're having a conversation with millennials and baby, the ex generator, I'm getting confused, <laughs> and baby boomers. Please give us a call at 240-719-2560 and join in on the conversation. I had a question, though. So in, when we're talking about the Popeyes incident, right, mm -hmm. what, what bothers millennials against millennials? What, what do you think causes that? Lack of love, lack of understanding, okay. lack of communication. I think it's a, a huge um, gap in communication okay. and which has created gray areas which cause us to be curious. And curiosity is, even though it's a great thing sometimes, mm -hmm. it also can be a very dangerous space for us. Um, just social media as a whole it has a lot of good to it, but I think I was just talking about this to someone the other day at work. Um, social media has heightened the lack of communication because everything is now viral. So instead of saying, um, oh, I don't like you, I don't like what you said about me, I'm going to post it and make subliminal That's messages. And um, it'll be like, oh, I don't need anybody, I don't need no friends. Da -da -da, you could go bleep yourself. Right. And then now we have people committing suicide and people hanging themselves or slicing their wrists because of social media. But it's not so much social media, it's the lack of communication okay. on both parts. Mm. Well, I'm glad she brought into that because that's yes. the next segment we're going to go into. We're going to go talking about um, the suicide, how many millennials commit suicide and why. We know that every, you know, a lot of people commit suicide or think about committing suicide. But basically, I want to focus on why the millennials would want to commit suicide at such a young age. So when we come back from this break, we're going to go right into that. So um, tune in. We'll see you when we come back.
Welcome back. I think yes. we have a caller on the line. Caller on the line, go ahead. Caller? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. All right, how you doing, man? This is David. This is who? David. Hey, brother David, how are yeah, you? Yeah. Good. Can I can hear you very well. How can I help you tonight, brother David? Well, see, look, so my family is sitting here listening. We're listening. We get to hear some good stuff. But believe out of all of us, Caleb has something he would like to share. Okay. That's my brother. Right, so he want to talk about, I think he was bringing up the suicide or why millennials are committing suicide, but mm -hmm. he want to talk about that. Okay, that's not a problem. Excellent. Okay, so Caleb, go ahead, man. All right. You gave me say hello. Hello. Hello, Caleb. Hi, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Hey. How are you? I'm doing good. All right. Go ahead. What's your comment for tonight? So I was going to say I think millennials are, um, like some millennials are committing suicide because of all the peer pressure that they have mm -hmm. okay. from others, like other millennials mm -hmm. or other generations. Because, um, for instance, my friend Sean, he almost committed suicide because of all, like, wait, let me see. Because, because of, like, people weren't agreeing with him. Mm -hmm. And okay. it was, people weren't agreeing with him. And it was, like, a lot of things going on in his life. And then he was like, you know what? What's the point? I might as well just give up and just take off right now. Just take, yeah. take me out right now. So I don't have to go through it all. Mm. Wow. Wow. How, how did that make you feel, Kayla? You said what? How did that make you feel? How did it make me feel? Huh? I mean, um, it made me feel kind of, kind of sad. So I tried to make him, I tried to make him like feel better. So he, so he wouldn't have to do it. So can you tell me one thing that you did that to make him feel better? Because we may meet, we may need to learn that ourselves. Caleb, I am so proud of what I just heard you yeah, say. I think we're just going to give you an applause for that. Um, you know, that's something that we all can learn from right there is allowing people to recognize the good things in their lives. And I thank you at a young age, you're able to see that. You know, I'm sure your parents, your parents have taught you very well. Um, and you're very grateful for your life. And I think that's what I heard you say to him. You know, you have some things to be grateful for. Yeah. I just appreciate what you just said. I think yeah. um, Sierra would like to chime in on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, I would definitely. That was to hear it at that age. Wow. Yes. Right. Right. As to where when mm -hmm. I was growing up, it wasn't as prevalent. Mm -hmm. But now, um, the generation after us, they're, they're, it's getting times are getting harder for everyone, and yeah. I think that we have to. 
Um, be mindful of, or I guess say discern mm -hmm. the area that we're in. And when we come in contact with the younger generation, or even my generation, mm -hmm. to make sure that we are building instead of tearing down. Wow, right. that's good. Okay. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and uh, Tristan, what you have, would you like to comment? Uh, yeah. First of all, Caleb, I, I truly commend you, Caleb, yes. Um, yes. for for yes. your spirit and your heart to be able to you know speak life into your friend, and it's truly a testament to how you are bring being brought up um, in your home. So kudos to you and kudos to your family yes. uh, for being such strong spirits, and um, definitely more like you. Yes. Um, and, and now on the on the subject matter, uh, I think just like our you know our engineer said, the social media suicide is a real thing. Cyberbullying. Mm -hmm. uh, Cyberbullying is yeah. a real thing. And uh, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago as far as a child's mind. Mm -hmm. From age, I, I read it in an article, from, from the moment that they're born to about seven or eight, mm -hmm. um, all they're doing is taking in information and processing information inside. Okay. That's good. They don't have the conscience to filter out what's negative and what's positive. All they're doing is just taking in whatever is being given. Mm -hmm. So think about in that aspect of a, of a child where in this age they're exposed to so much, whether it be television, cell phones, tablets, or what have you, they're exposed to so much info, so mm. many opinions, so many thoughts and ideas yeah. that if it's if if something they believe is disagreed mm. disagreed upon, they're not at the capacity to be able to filter it out and say, well, that's someone else's opinion, and that we'll leave it as that. Yeah. So from that, from let's say from say seven, eight, eight years old. Okay. And they're getting older they're constantly dealing with that where i can say i don't like i don't like pizza let's do something just in layman's terms okay, okay. i don't like pizza everybody knows i like pizza but i'm just saying okay so i don't like pizza i can have three or four people that won't agree with me and i can deal with that and live with those three or four people okay but in today's age if you say I don't like pizza, and then you put that out on social media, now you're dealing with three, 4,000 people that don't agree with you. Yes. That weight yes. on a That's young good. mind That's is good. hard to deal with at, yeah. in this time. Hey, Kayla, yep. you still with me? Do you like pizza? Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Do you like pizza? Yeah, I like pizza. All right, what type of pizza you like? I like uh, pepperoni and sausage. Pepperoni, you have a pepperoni <laughs> and sausage on me? We're going to make sure that you get it. We're going to ask you to make one more comment. Tell us why you're so grateful. Can you repeat that? I said, tell us why you're so grateful. Tell us why I'm so grateful? Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, grateful, all right. Yeah, you know what it so, means. Yes. He's going to be fine. Wait, but what exactly what? Okay, what are you thankful oh, for? Yeah, yeah. Like in general? Yeah. In general? Oh, basically, I'm grateful about anything because I'm still living in a house and I'm living with my family. I have a loving family. Not everyone has all that. And I'm grateful that I'm having a good life. That is a beautiful thing. When we have our when we have our young uh, young children segment, we're going to make sure that you're on as long as your parents say it's okay. We want to thank you for calling. We really appreciate it, and we yeah, love, yes. you. love you. Thank love you, love you, Caleb. Thank you, David. All right, thank you, David. Thank you, man. Y'all have a blessed one now. Uh, you All do right. the same. That was excellent.
Yeah. So we have the mind. How old is Caleb, you guys? Whew, I am 20-something. He is about 13 or 14. He's about 14. to be 14. Yeah. Wow. Did you hear that from a 14-year-old? 14-year-old yes. called tonight mm -hmm. saying he had to encourage one of his friends mm -hmm. from committing suicide. So I was doing mm -hmm. a little study, and I found out that it says millennials are more likely to contemplate, contemplate suicide. Why do you think that is, um, Sierra? Mm -hmm. Um... Pressure is definitely one thing. Um, just the weight of life sometimes can be overwhelming. And I know for me, when I did have the moments of contemplating, I think that at the moment I just felt like I was by myself. Because mm -hmm. you could be in a room full of people. Exactly. You can have a house full of family members exactly. and still feel alone. Yes. So I think mm -hmm. that the feeling of being by yourself, like no one understands you, um, and just the weight of the world, um, like Tristan said, the social media, um, and even with the pizza thing, they'll be like, well, why don't you like pizza? Or, um, cool people like pizza, right. uncool right. people don't like pizza. Right. And so on a young mind, you're just like, so okay. that, you know, I'm not going to have no friends either. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So now they don't like me. Wow. So now I'm left by myself and eat on an impressionable mind. The fathom of being left by yourself and like being invisible. Wow. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the best word to say okay. it. No one notices me, or even it, mm. because people don't acknowledge your feelings, or it's almost as if, even mm -hmm. in high school and stuff like that, being um, looked over, okay. even being a middle child or a younger child, being okay. looked over, mm -hmm. and it's always good. someone okay. else, but it's never you. Those things um, weigh on your emotions, especially when you're idle. Okay. That's good. Like, you don't have your kids in sports. You don't have your kids active. So when they really say idle is the idle time is the devil's workshop, it 100% is. It leaves open, um, too much open, especially with this social media era where you see videos. I think on YouTube, they had something a couple months ago where um, my niece, she showed me a video of some demonic creature that had got on oh, the yeah. YouTube and was telling the kids how oh. to commit suicide. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That is unbelievable. It wasn't even blocked on wow. the kids' wow. site. How in the world? It's, I mean, it's the last days. It's definitely the last you days. You know, and, and being a baby boomer, now I've never seen that. I've never witnessed right. that. But I, I know that it's true because she said that it's true. But I just wouldn't think that somebody would do that because, mm -hmm. so that's where the disconnect comes in at. So her telling me that tonight, for me, I've never heard of that. I've, you know, I've never heard of somebody mm -hmm. trying to instruct somebody on how to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. It's one of the awfulest things I've ever heard. But at the end of the day, we have to we have to learn how to learn everything. I was taught in the ministry that we should read books, we should watch movies, we should watch television shows, we should watch magazines, we should be knowing what's going on. Yep. So I'm just now now because I, I work in the healthcare field where a lot of uh, millennials come in and you know they have attempted suicide and they going through this and they going through that. And sometimes we wonder, well, how did they do that? Why are they doing that? But she just kind of helped me out a little bit. There's more going out there than we know. So tonight we'd ask that you call in two. 7192560 and yes. join us into the conversation. This is um, interesting Excellent. because Excellent. It, it appears that uh, we, as the baby, the baby boomers and the Generation X, we have to become more relevant. Rele relevant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have to become more relevant mm -hmm. and be open to learn things and be open to really find out what's going on in the world. Modern technology, we need to take some classes. I think mm -hmm. sometimes that's good too, yeah. so we can gain the knowledge and to know how to maneuver and so we can be exposed to certain things so we can learn how to be there, to be that support. 
a lot of times I think because we have been so settled, um, and I think you, we have, we may have mentioned it earlier. Sometimes we're we're a little too settled and and don't want to open ourselves up for something new. Right. But it's important because we are not just dealing with us; we're dealing with everybody. And so you have to meet people at every level, mm-hmm. at any capacity. Right. But you have to be open to learn in order to communicate at every level, right. at any capacity. And I think it's important for us to grow in that because we're, it's not just us accomplishing different things. Because you were talking about earlier, as far as career-wise, um, what it means to you to be able to expedite and get things done. For us, I told uh, my husband that the Generation X we think of, we think we're behind time. Ooh, there's a caller. There's a caller. <laughs> caller, go ahead. You're on the line. Yes, my name is Ronald Nooks. I was just calling in. I was tuned in, and I was listening. And basically, uh, a lot of information I took in from that was that, uh, you know, a lot of ways and stuff of this world that we get into, like social media, stuff like that, friends, opinions, it's, it's very important that we stay rooted in the word because if not, would be pushed by the the ways of the world and transformed into the world. So it's it's basically uh basically best that we just, you know, stay stay grounded. That's my thing. Like even if, you know, I might go through a lot during the day, I gotta make sure I gotta pray. I gotta keep praying, talking to God, continuously keep my routine up. Like make sure at a certain time I gotta read my Bible, pray. Like all right, it might be so much going on at work. Yes. At the end of the day I know I'm a, at a certain time to pray. I might not get to pray at that time but I got to make sure I got a person. So it's, it's very important that we stay rooted in the word. That's good. And so that just helps me in general, like with anxiety, depression, sometimes just not feeling to meet others' expectations. I know, uh, mm. uh, Brother Lester at my church preached on that today. It's like the expectations of the word that we're trying to meet, but we have to meet God's expectations. It's really his high expectations that bring a high expectation for us. So not to, you know what I'm saying, belittle ourselves to, ways of the world just to fit in or follow the trend. Ronald, I appreciate what you're saying because this is why I like this show this way. I, you know, there's a millennial that called in and he talked about God tonight. And like I always say on the onset of the show, we are not life coaches, but we are people with life experiences. Mm-hmm. We are all saved and we all believe in Jesus Christ. And we would like for somebody to call in and we'll give their life over to Christ. But more than that, we'd like for people to just be open to call in. Yes. So tonight I'm very thankful that uh, Ronald called in and he talked about learning the word and learning prayer. Prayer works for everybody. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, yes. R- R- Ronald, tell me something. Um, is it hard to pray? When you're a millennial? No, the thing is, um, for me, uh, well, it all depends on the, the person. The person might want to, you know, mentally just talk to God about it. So for me, it's easier to just grab my Bible and say, Spirit of the living God, speak to my heart your word, and allow him just to speak through me through the word. You know, just basically allow him to talk to me and realize a lot about myself that's been going on through today and stuff like that that uh, uh basically distract me or move me in the wrong direction. So it's like, basically, I just read my Bible. Just ask the Spirit to speak to you. Tell God, Spirit living God, speak to my heart your word. Not like no, you know what I'm saying, like no trans or nothing like that, but just like, God, all right, I need you to speak to my heart. I'm going through a lot right now. Can you speak to my heart through this word so I can understand what you want me to do and your purpose and your will? So that's how I do it. It's just I open up the Bible, say that, and as I go through the Bible, start reading it, I take my time, don't run through it too fast. Like, they basically train me in the uh, school and in the class that I took at first by sister and not. So, it's just, that's all you got to do. And uh, God got to use you in plenty of ways. 
Wow, I mean that's exciting right there. Yeah. You want to say to hmm? Ronnie? You have anything you want to say oh, to Ronnie? Ronnie? Yeah, yeah, that's exciting, Ronnie. I thank you for calling in and and reminding us that there is other ways that we can deal with our life. You know, I'm glad you said that because I deal with a lot of people who come into the hospital with anxiety. Yeah. And the most of them, you know, when they, they, a lot of them smoke marijuana and they say the reason that they smoke marijuana is to help them with their anxiety. What do you think about that? Okay, that's good. Well, I can say, like, for me, I, I quit smoking weed, like, uh, it's probably, uh, since 2014. Okay, you know, I that's excellent. I've been with that since high school. Okay. And after that, I still was, you know what I'm saying, smoking cigarettes and drinking liquor. Okay. So thank God, probably about seven, I don't know when I, but basically early this year, I stopped uh, drinking and smoking smoking cigarettes and all that. Okay. Throw all that down. Good. I was like, all right, Excellent. I don't want to do that no more. Good. So you still got to deal with anxiety. Like, I was even in my apartment one time, I'm asleep, wake up, and then I have like an anxiety attack. It's, mm -hmm. it's something you got to deal with. And it's okay. not, it's, it's not the fact that it's going to be gone or nothing. Uh, basically, I don't know, I was just going through stuff on YouTube, and it's like sometimes, or I don't know where I got it from, but basically it's like sometimes you got to embrace it. You feel that anxiety, and you say, all right, anxiety, I know you're here. Now you take that and use it in a positive direction. Sometimes I'm goofy, so if I, I get anxiety, I might laugh at myself just to get the nerves out. Or, you know, okay. Or, okay. You, know you just find constructive ways to, to okay. uh, use it. You know, you don't, okay. you got to accept the fact you're going to have to deal with, that's like stress. You're going to get stressed, it ain't like, you know, people say you ain't going to have no stress and stuff like that. You got to, when you get it, take it and put it in God's hands. That's the best example. Take it and put it in God's hands. Like, all right, God, I know I'm going through this in my mind. I'm going to put it in your hands. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. All right, you got it. Go ahead. Like, yeah, that's, that's what it basically is. Positive thinking, coping skills. Yeah, positive thinking. Mm -hmm. Ron, we thank you for your call on tonight. I'm thank proud you. of you, and we thank you for your godly perspective. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you for calling. Yes, you know All right, have a blessed night. All right. So, what do we have to say about that? I think for me, I don't. Um, I try to think both religious and not religious because okay. I come in contact with people Excellent. who are not religious. And oh. my Lord, <laughs> uh, caller, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Loria. Hi, Loria. Loria, <laughs> turn, turn your, your volume turn down. Turn your volume down a little bit, Loria. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Oh, I'm going to turn it down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm turning it down. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I'm calling about anxiety. And um, anxiety, uh, is, it comes from um, also from taking on too much responsibility. Okay. Yes. And so when we take on too much, more than what we can take on, trying to keep up with the Joneses, and I think with this generation, that is something that we kind of do. We try to keep up. Mm -hmm. We got to add a Gucci belts. We got to add an iPhone. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. of everything. Good. Everything that we have is almost leased out. Like, people got a, um, a note on your phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that can give you anxiety. Okay. Because yes. once you got to keep up, trying to keep paying, keep paying, keep paying for all this stuff and all these bills and stuff like that, keep piling up, piling up, piling up. And then also with jobs, most millennials don't stay in a job over five years. Wow. Okay. So when you got you're not staying at a job and then you're not building up for your future, you're gonna start getting anxiety when you start thinking about, hey, I'm going in my thirties and I don't have no retirement. Or I got mm -hmm. school loans. Wow. That's so good. um taking on too much responsibility. So I think one thing that we have to do is we have to learn how to let go and also we need to learn about self care. 
so cute. Wow. That's very good. You know, um, Lori, I was I was listening to what you were saying, and it's not so much different than how the baby boomers grew up. I grew up in an era where, you know, all we paid attention to was the Cadillacs and, you know, the people wearing the fancy clothes and, you know, people are hustling and having a lot of money. And if you really wasn't focused on education, even people I knew that was focused on education still like that well. And we took on that pressure as well. We, you know, we, we felt like we couldn't have no girlfriend. We didn't have all the, the nice tennis shoes or some type of jewelry or some type of car. It didn't matter if the car had one door on it. We just wanted to have a car. So I understand. <laughs> I, under, I understand exactly what you're saying. And that's why we was having this show tonight to show that we're not so much yeah. far apart than we really think we are. Right. That's good. It's just now. It's we, not that big of a difference. It's not you exactly right. It's not that big of a difference. But I think that now that we we able to, we have to start with a conversation, and find out that we're more alike than we are different. It's just things. Are, I think, uh, go ahead. Also, you would also notice that a lot of millennials live with their parents. Right. Yes. Because that mortgage situation is them with the. Oh boy, <laughs> you are real. Put us all in a bad you are real. And, and you know, my generation coming up, that was like, go to school, you get 18, you got to move. You, you have to move as soon as you graduate from high school. You got to move, or you got to go into the military, or you got to get a job. Right. One of the three things. You didn't have no choice. Huh? We all gotta live together now. Yeah, see, everybody gotta live together, and and, and, and that um. So um, Elder Patrice has a question for you. And this is the, this yeah. is open for Loria as well as the table. Do you think um, that issue right there um, comes from um, our culture as African Americans in the community? Um, we were always taught to get a job, graduate, mm -hmm. and then you're on get up get up get your own place, and you'll be on your own. Is that, do you think I that's think general? Or you think, think that has to do with the, culture. the yes, uh, African-American community? I think it's the culture. I would say for me, I would say it's the culture. Um, the only reason I say that is because um, my husband is Jamaican. Jamaican people can stay with their parents as long as they work as or do something. Working. They can stay with their parents until the good savior comes back. Okay. Us, we're like, no. 16, we already planning out when we're going to move when okay. we're 18. Your parents are already saying you need to have a job, save yourself some money so you can get an apartment. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it is definitely a culture difference. Even with the guys, it's, you need to go to the military because you need to settle down and then you mm -hmm. need to find a place for you and your wife to live. It's it's almost as if our lives are already planned out for us. Mm -hmm. And the only thing we're supposed to do, I guess, is to agree to the terms. Wow. And walk through it whether we agree with it or not. Wow. Right. Okay. And I think... Well, I, I, go ahead, go Carla. Ahead. Oh, I think that um, it's geographically and culturally. Okay. okay. Because um, it depends on where you're from and the type of money that you come from. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, That's the true. job that I work at, um, I work for uh, two older couples who are billionaires. Mm -hmm. And... They have set it up so their children don't have to work. Wow. Mm. So their children basically will inherit their business, but they're also already receiving um, money from what their parents have already received. Wow. So I've, I've noticed that um, culturally or in certain regions with certain um, maybe Caucasian people, okay. they are setting it up so their kids can live off of their money. That's good. That's and my point. And I think point. that's one thing that as African Americans that we need to adopt is starting to create legacies yeah. for our children to inherit. Like one thing for me that I always wanted for my kids, is when I had children, is when I want to be able to leave every one of my kids a house. Okay. Or leave Excellent. every one of my kids a business. Mm -hmm. Something okay. to make the, to have something to leave to them 
so they can have something to carry out um, the rest of their lives. So not so I. So, uh, Laurie, I, I like that example. Now, what if you have one of the children that don't want to have anything to do with your business at all? They don't want. They don't. They don't want to be a part of your business. They just well, you, you want to well, do their own thing. Teach them how to be an investor. You teach them how to be a, a manager or a, um, mm. a partner of the business. Okay. You have to teach your kids different perspectives of business. Okay. That's very so good. So, if they don't want to run the business, you can still own the business and not run the business. That's true. Okay. Excellent. Okay. You know, you're helping me out tonight because I had a conversation with my son. And my son, you know, I have a detail business where I detail, I mobile detail cars. So I asked my son about, you know, doing some cars. And he was like, Dad, I don't really want to wash the cars. I just want to run the business. <laughs> mm -hmm. And for that's me, they yeah, and for me, they I was like, me. for me, I was like, what? You know, <laughs> but now and he, listening to you talk, I understand a little more. And he used an example, you know, he used an example about different cultures. And he said, well, different cultures do that, Dad. They start a business and let their children come in and, you know, their children manage the business. So me t t trying to find out my baby boomer mentality is, no, you got to get out there and work hard like me. Because that's mm -hmm. the way I did it. But well, that's the way I did it. Mm -hmm. But that might not be the way for mm -hmm. them. That's what right. you said. Exactly. Right. So you, you helped me tonight um, mm -hmm. to understand a little better and be a little bit more, uh, listen a little more. As we were talking earlier, be able to listen, because I missed that. Yeah. I missed the whole thing. I just kind of took it personal. Like, what do you mean he don't want to wash no cars? I'm out with washing cars. I'm, you know, <laughs> well, what's he talking about? But oh, now, now, now I got a better <laughs> understanding. So, um, Minister Laurie, Dr. Laurie, Laurie, you want to be Laurie tonight. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I try to, that's that old school in me. Um, tell us, if you had to give us a 30-second roadmap on how to uh, talk to millennials, what would it be for us who are Generation X or uh, baby boomers? Keep it under 120 characters. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, it has to be interesting. You got to grab their attention immediately. Okay. Um, and then, um, I don't know, be real. Okay. Most millennials want, they want real life. Mm -hmm. They want the real they want to know who you are in the core of who you are. And so if you're introducing yourself, just be who you are. It's not about your title. It's not about um, the things that you've done. Spiritually, mm. but they just want to know who you are, how you live, and how you got to where you are. I love it. Okay. I, love it. Okay. I agree. Well, thank you, Carla. We thank you for calling in. Yes. Thank you. Right, well, thank you so much. All right. Have a blessed evening. Excellent. Right, that was an excellent call. Yes, we're going we're gonna, to uh, take one more break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to close the show out. And you can still call us at 240-719-2560.
Good evening. We have a call on the line. Caller, go ahead. They hung up. Okay. Call back. Call back. Call back 240-719-2560. During the break, we were talking to someone, and they were talking about um, social media being like an addiction mm -hmm. and how it affects you the same way um, that an addiction uh, from drugs or alcohol or food or anything. And I actually work in the field of addiction, but I never looked at it um, in, in, in that way. So um, we have a caller on the line. Go ahead, caller. Hello. Hello. Monet. Yeah. Hey, Monet. How are you? Good. How are you? All right. How can I help you tonight? So I just wanted to touch basis on, so I'm 35. Okay. And I read an article um, maybe a few weeks ago in reference to, like, my age bracket, which I would be the bottom of, so maybe me plus 10 years over me. Okay. So we're kind of, we kind of fall in between. Okay. The millennials and the uh, Generation X. Okay. Um, and I also wanted to say I feel like there's been, like, a generational gap in okay. a lot of places. So there's been, like, you'll see the younger people, and then you'll see, you know, it'll jump up maybe 20 years. Okay. So, for instance, like in church, there's mm -hmm. a lot of, I know in my church, there's a lot of... Uh, generational gap. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to touch bases on that whole era of my era because mm -hmm. kind of we started off without, you know, the technology, but we kind of grew up with the technology. Okay. So, of course, for me now, like technology is somewhat of a struggle, but I still have some piece of, you know, mind when using technology as well. Okay. So, panel, we want to respond to what she's saying? I think in the church it is um, a large gap because then we have the baby babies. Mm -hmm. cool. We have the, I say, middle school era. Then we have the young adults. Then you have us. Then we go straight up to the season saints. It's okay. nothing that is kind of bridging us together. So cool. it's different. Even it's, That's why it's so hard to preach um, to the, the little kids. That's why they have to bring in certain teachers to break stuff down to mm -hmm. younger kids because kids get so distracted in a sun Sunday morning service, but it's simply because um, when you guys talk, it's more of life experience. Mm -hmm. And they're young. They, yep. they So it's so easy to lose them because mm -hmm. of the age gap and not being able to, I guess, understand or convey the word for them to be able to um, take it as well and not lessen anything for the older um, listeners. Well, I, I heard in coming up, Monet, I heard that even in preaching, even the art of preaching, the art of preaching, you should be able to preach where a child should be able to understand what you're preaching about as well. So what do you think, what do you think, what do you, Monet, what do you think we're missing in that area? Like, that's why I said that whole generate those years where we don't really have, we don't really identify uh, specifically to millennials or okay. even specifically to Generation X. So I don't really know where the disconnect is. I'm not sure. So, so what have, what have some of your um, experiences been what make you feel that there is a disconnect? Okay, that's good. Um, no, well, the only disconnect that I feel is that gap there. So I feel like if we could, if there was a way that we can bridge that gap between, like, let's say, 
maybe 30 to 50, like that gap. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then maybe it would be easier to reach the masses. Okay. But I feel like there's such a, a gap there that it's kind of like, okay, we have an extreme difference between youth and then season. Okay. So there's like no in-between okay. to help bridge that gap. Because I know even as a parent, um, you know, for me, like I can be that bridge between my children and the seasoned saints or folks in general. Okay. But everybody doesn't have that. Right. Well, you're you're a unique individual. Church is kind of more difficult with yeah. bringing everyone together if okay. that's missing, that in between piece is missing. Okay. Mm. Okay. Go ahead. Um, you, let me go ahead, Sierra. <laughs> I would say it's a lack of transparency, like McLeod okay. said. Okay. Um, the older generation. They don't tell you how they got somewhere. They just tell you that you need to be where they are. Right. So it's not a teaching moment. We're not That's taught. Good. We're just expected to produce. Okay. That's um, I think that also it's just, um, besides transparency, I think that it's just, I guess, trying to meet us where we are instead of make us come to where you are. Mm. Mm. Can Go I interject for a minute, too? Ahead. I believe, too, um, Monet, that... We can't be afraid. I'll talk for the Generation X. We can't be afraid to tell our story. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that has to do with what Laurie spoke on about being transparent. Yes, I'm 50, but it doesn't negate that I have a story to tell. And it's not always the great high times or the good times, but it is the rough times. It is the hard times. It is those moments that uh, become a teaching moment for other people. For the younger yeah. people under Generation X, we can't be afraid to tell um, the things that have happened in our life that caused us to be in a low place. Mm -hmm. We can't be afraid to talk about the depression that took place. Mm -hmm. We can't be afraid to talk about the moments where Generation X, yes, we may look like we're polished, but we've been through some things and we have to be open to talk about those moments that we've had of depression. We have to go back in our time where we were teenagers mm. or when we were in where we were millennials, our own selves. Mm. We can't be afraid to take off the mask mm. and be honest yeah. and, and be free to talk about those things that have transpired in your life. A lot of times, truth be told, and you can okay. correct me if I'm wrong, but the baby boomers have secrets and those secrets yes. will go to the yes. grave. Yes, yes. And they yes. have hindered the generations under them because yes. of family secrets or pain. What happens in the house stays in the house. And yeah. so what happens is that you don't allow yourself as a baby boomer to be healed from your childhood eras or situations yes. that have taken place. And so it becomes a hush hush thing. Don't talk about it. But then if it affects your children, then you need to share it because it should not be hidden if they're involved in it or it affects yeah. them in the days to come. Yeah. We hinder ourselves from being healed because we're not honest about what has taken place in our past. Or what is currently taking place. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it can, it can still be affecting the next generation. Absolutely. That's another guy. So what we do is, and you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, we cover or we mask, mask over the pain and then we spew it out. Mm 
on the generations mm. under us. Mm. And they don't have an, a clue as to why we're acting mm. or conducting ourselves the way we do. Or why mm. your expectations Absolutely. are uh, so high. Yeah. So, 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 so Monet, with your peers, um, what, what do your peers talk about? If that's, that's your age level, what are the peers talking about that's at your age level? What are some of the things that are your concern at your age level? I mean, in general, it's just life. I mean, parenting, life, uh, you know, there's not a lot of people helping you through uh, just because I'm a parent. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like figuring it out on your own so you don't have mm -hmm. a lot of See? people mm -hmm. helping you through or giving you advice. And mm -hmm. sometimes it can be because everyone is not approachable. Out okay. That's true. Um, but some of us, you know, are open to receiving you know, any type of wisdom that we can get, you know, it can be beneficial to us. Okay. So even mm -hmm. though, and another thing I want to say that kind of ties into this is, you know, times change. And one thing I kind of respected about my mom was, you know, at first when I was younger, she was like, okay, you're not going to do this until you're this age. You're not going to do this until you're this age. Then she kind of saw how times were changing. Mm -hmm. And she figured that she needed to change her perspective a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another difficult part for the generational gap. That's good. Understanding that times have changed. And okay. not saying just kick everything traditional to the curb, mm -hmm. but at least try to understand what the need is for the generations after you. Evolve. Okay. Yeah. Well, Monet, we appreciate you calling. You have you, you. you got something else you want to give us before you go? No, that's uh, thank thank you for calling. We appreciate you. You give me you gave me another perspective on how to look at things. Mm -hmm. And I think mainly what we're all are saying tonight is we just got to find a way that we can all just figure out a way to come together, without yeah. um and 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 still exist without uh, being offensive and mm -hmm. without uh, keeping so many secrets. Um, and, and, and pick your audience who you're talking to. Because everybody can't handle your secrets. Everybody, everybody can't handle your hardships. Everybody can't handle your venting. Everybody can't handle those things. So I think that once we find a common denominator on how we can all come together, I think we'll do great. So Absolutely. thank you so much for thank calling you. tonight. You, you have a blessed you. evening. Good night. Thank you. So, what do you so think? Good. This has been a good conversation on tonight. Absolutely. It's been, it's been a very good conversation. I think awesome. I, I've learned some things tonight. I've learned that, um, for me, I was listening to what my wife was saying. Yes, the baby boomers and the silent generation. Of course, the silent generation is what I deal with my mother. and right. You know, that age, they don't want to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they just shut you down. That's it. Don't talk about it. Leave me alone. I don't have nothing to say. Right. And I think that it affects you in the long run. Absolutely. Because you're looking for answers. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? So now that you're not getting the answers from the person that you think has the answer, mm -hmm. you go out and try to get it from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. right? It's just like a child growing up, uh, uh, just for example, a young lady growing up in a house without a father. Right? So now she's trying to get the answer. You know, okay, well, you're not telling me about my dad. You're not telling me why y'all split. You're not telling me what kind of person he was. Right. You're not telling me anything. So now I'm going to navigate towards a guy who is filling that void for me because you're not you're not helping me and i think you know i'm learning tonight that I, I, I myself being guilty i have five boys and a lot of things i haven't shared with them just because i feel that it, it really don't make a difference but i'm finding out that it really it does. does it does make it a does. difference it does. and um so we have to all go back to the drawing board and kind of figure out a way to bridge things together a little mm -hmm. bit so we're going to have a closing remark 30 second closing remark from each person 
Go ahead. Be honest, be open, and more than anything, make sure that you have a good support group. Um, I would say if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, there are hotlines, there are people for you to talk to. Yeah. Um, you are not alone. You are not by yourself. There are plenty of people um, who will be willing to help you to tell your story. Yeah. So be encouraged that you are not alone. If you are experiencing depression, please seek help. Um, help is not a bad thing. Yes. Um, sitting on anybody's couch um, for therapy is not a bad thing. So yes. please do reach yes. out. Um, so that you can be helped, because we want everyone to be successful and to be whole. Yes. For 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 me, I would say millennials, we have a great responsibility for the next generation that comes after us, because we are the ones that are exposing these kind of conversations and having these kind of talks to understand where the gap, where what was missed in the gap, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. was missed that caused us to have the hardships that we deal with now. And the fact that we're going to therapy, the fact that we're seeking out help, we have a responsibility to continue to ask these questions and have these conversations so that generations after us don't have to deal with the same hardships we deal with today. Yes. So, so I had a, a question that just came to my mind. Do you think that um, it's hard for millennials to receive love? Mm. I think we, because we are, our generation, we are honest people so we can tell whether it's genuine love and we can tell where whether it's love with attachments or love with um an expectation of you doing something for me in return if i show you this and i think our love um disconnection has come from generation x Okay. And what they may have perceived wow. what love was. So okay. if we saw love wow. as my mom said that he loved, my dad said that um, he loves my mother, but he beats my mom. Okay. Then we perceive that, oh, well, if my boyfriend gets aggressive with me, he's just showing me that he really cares about me. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. 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 That's, a whole that's a whole nother right topic so right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you, you think our experiences, our experiences, and we kind of... Um, guilty by our experiences on mm -hmm. the way we feel about certain things. I find out even for me as uh, being a baby boomer, it's um, sometimes I feel like it's just lost, you know, just lost. You know, sometimes I feel like I don't know where to come in at. So mm -hmm. therefore, you, you kind of overcompensate in certain areas. Mm -hmm. you, you're trying to figure out how to deal with the millennials. You're trying to feel like, figure out how to deal with generation. I'm, I'm married to a Generation X. And sometimes, you know, even though it's, it's, it's 10 years, but 10 years makes a lot of difference. It all depends on how you were raised. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I'm talking to my wife, her being a, a, the X generation, sometimes I'm like, what are you talking about? Right? And sometimes she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so now we're going back and forth because we're trying to figure out what each other is talking about instead of sitting down and kind of really listening. Right. Mm -hmm. Listening to each other. Right. Because she, you know, she's her own woman and sometimes she's like, well, look, I, this is how I see it. And I'm saying, no, this is how I see it. But really, what, what, what are we missing? What are we missing here? Compromising, being flexible. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we, we look to win. Okay. Mm. I think that's our culture. We look okay. to wow. overpower or to win okay. or to be at the top. So okay. even in relationships, you bump heads because... Well, I have to win this argument because if not, I'm a loser. Okay. Or I don't lost to for women. I don't lost to a man. I can't mm -hmm. lose to a man. Or for men, I don't let this woman shut me down. So now my pride mm -hmm. is now taking precedent That's instead good. of just well, if this is how it is, then we'll just deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, another day, or we'll just leave it at that. As long as we both can, 
we both can be okay. And losing is not always losing, but I think that that's just the mentality we've gained. Excellent. You know, it's interesting that you say that about winning because, like, my wife, when she calls me old sometimes, sometimes, you know, I know she's playing with me. Yeah, I think she's playing with me. But, you know, <laughs> you, you, you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes I feel like she's really saying something to me, like, you know, you old school, I, you know. And I'm thinking, well, you with me, so why are you giving me so much trouble? But uh, I think sometimes it's just how we feel. But I'm telling you, tonight has been an awesome night. I, yes. I appreciate you guys. And what we go, oh, wow. <laughs> Carla, we have uh, a minute left. Uh, Carla, you're on the line. We have about 30 seconds. How can we help you tonight? Hello, guys. It's Kamaya. Hey, Hi, Kamaya. Kamaya. Hey, y'all. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate this talk tonight because I actually never, like, listen um, to one of you guys' shows before, but this time I decided to chime in, and it's like, I like hearing, like, a lot of people are dealing with a lot, especially like you guys said for the churches and everything like that, there's definitely different generations inside the churches. And then I also wanted to kind of ask you, like, it has to do with everything. Okay. So, um, What you said is so interesting. Come on, we thank you for calling, and you are correct. And we're going to have another show just like this so we can answer all the questions. <laughs> what we would like for you to do, we'd like for you to stay on the line, and we're going to pray out tonight, and we appreciate you calling. But hang on the line for us, okay? Okay. All right, we're going to pray out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for being a gracious God. We thank you for being a mother and a father. We thank you mostly for being a friend, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah. God, we ask on tonight that you, oh God, would speak yes. to both generations. You would speak to all generations yes. and yes. cause us to come in unity because we know, oh God, that your, works, your word speaks of unity. Yes. And once we are unified, you can be in the midst. And we know that separate, separate, that division is not from you, but it is from the devil. So we bind the hand of the enemy that causes us to want to divide, that causes us to want to stay quiet, that causes us to want to not help one another. And we release the spirit of unity. We release the spirit of help to the people of God. We ask, oh God, that if there's anyone, oh God, that is contemplating suicide, we ask, oh God, that you would comfort them right now in the name of yes, Jesus, yes. that you would let them know, oh God, that you are there for them, oh God, and that when they feel alone, 
on you are still around. That yes. when they feel like no one cares, you care, God. Yes. We ask, oh God, that you would touch that person who is trying to slit their wrist, oh God, and you would cause something to shake in the atmosphere that will remove the knife, oh God. Yes, and Lord. I ask, oh God, that people will come to, oh God, to the point where they want to be saved, that they want to know who you are, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for yes. bridging the gap, oh God. We yes. thank you, oh God, that the suicide rates are going down. We thank you that the homicide, homicide rates are going down in yes. the name of Jesus. We yes, speak Lord. blessings to all generations. We speak yes, peace yes. to all generations. Yes. We speak prosperity to all generations. And we speak, oh God, love, your agape love. Most of all, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We glorify you because we know that all things work together according to those according to those who believe in you, oh God. So we yes, believe Lord. in you and we trust you with our lives, oh God. We thank you and we glorify you and we lift you up because you are holy. You are righteous and you are just. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. We'll talk to you later, okay? Ooh. That's good. That was excellent, y'all. Yeah. Wow. That was good.